Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft Impero, and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. All right, all right, hello, guys. Welcome back to the Craft Imperial Podcast. You're here with your host, the Viking. And the Bourbon Cowboy. And we are here at Charles P. Stanley Cigar Company um, on Washington Avenue in St. Louis. Yes, we are. Oldest cigar shop in St. Louis? Yes. Yep. Well, that I'm aware of, at least. And we're sitting in the uh, cozy corner with a bunch of Christmas stuff. With the way way two deep chairs to actually lay back into. Yeah, fall asleep uh, in these fucking things. We're not even kidding. We're just um, it's December first. This is the first day of the Advent calendar. <laughs> oh yeah, we already went through that though. <laughs> yeah, I know you did. Yeah, I have to. Uh, I have to uh, start opening mine. Um, so, what are we starting with there, man? Well, I ordered us. I know we've done them. We had already talked about it. Uh, I think we've done them on the podcast, though. I, well, I, I did. I ordered a little five-pack of these Black Label Morphine. And um, I'm kind of excited about them. I, I didn't know they were box press. I could have swore they're, I got these because they weren't, but they are. Yeah, but this is this is the, the fun, unique box press, though, because yeah. this comes in that bellicoso finish. So up here, like where we were teeth holders, like where you hold it, it's not yeah. box press up here. The box press doesn't start until, you know, fuck, a half inch down the cigar. I got you. You know? So I'm not, not mad at that at all. Um, yeah, we decided to set up the Stanley's today because we're coming off the heels. I just got back from Maui, the Bourbon Cow. Yeah, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. They were so sad. Oh, St. Louis. They were so sad I left that Pele woke up and started exploding volcano again. So, you know, it was a... It was a, an attempt to retain me. That's what it was. I'm gonna keep running with that. But yeah, the thing is, did they name another drink after you? No, did not you this time. The no. Last time you were like, no, that was the case. Something, yeah, a little something, something. Yeah. And that story is great because I'm sitting here talking, talking to this Bahamian girl that you know, very broken English, and I was like, hey, what rum do you have? And she goes, all the rum. And I'm like, well, what juice do you have? She goes, all the juice. And I was like, let me tell you what. Just take a little some of that, and some of that, and just make a little something, something. And she kept doing it, doing it, doing it. And then the last day we're there, she goes, new menu. And on the bottom says, a little something, something. <laughs> yeah, where the bartender picks. Right. Yeah, it pretty much means the uh, the kitchen sink, I guess. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, set up, set up here at Stanley's. One of the first things I want to talk about before we get into what we're drinking um, was the Whiskey in the Winter event that we had talked about. Uh, Bourbon Cowboy came down with, with Barry, Jake, uh, Mark Gwynn was down here, um, was, uh, for $40, you got three Craft Imperial cigars, you got a raffle ticket to win a box of uh, Reaper, and there was also a raffle ticket to win a, was it a 24-year-old barrel? 24-year-old, uh, bourbon barrel. You know, I think it's kind of like a private select barrel bourbon. Uh, and the funny story behind that, before I forget it, because I will, is uh, 
there was some uh, military guys here. This particular group, I got a chance to meet them. And I, I don't know if they were on Christmas break or whatever, but they were in, and one of them, uh, most of them were in the infantry. Anyway, the young guy just turned 21, and this was his first time in a bar, and he's the one that won the 24-year bottle of bourbon. And I think you told me you looked online and that bottle's going for over a thousand dollars. Yes, every I don't know if it's the same twenty four year I'll, I'll show it to you. Yeah. Uh, well, either way, is a, it barrel craft? I don't remember how a barrel to start his uh, bourbon career off collecting maybe a few months. That's a great one to get. I mean, it was fantastic. Yeah, I've got them everywhere from two fifty to seven hundred. Just depends on which twenty four year it is. <clears throat> but still insane, and for forty dollars, you got that's what you got, you know. Oh, nice. The poster. Oh, yeah. For twenty second December. So December 22nd. So is that a... What? What, what day is that? Wednesday? Thursday? I was going to say. Yeah, it's the day after my brother goes back. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Um, well, it is, it is cool to be back. Um, honestly, it's, it was a little weird, like stepping away from you know we had talked before how like in, in the memories on your phone most of the time like if you go last year we were probably close to where we had doing the same thing we're doing right now yeah. it was really weird last week like i'm not i'm not gonna lie like thursday got up go out in the water and swim for a few hours come inside and i'm like i literally was like hey i gotta get the shit for the podcast i was like oh shit <laughs> no i know i know oh like, yeah, i was yeah, literally yeah. like you know in motion on it like we were gonna have to go do something and it was but there really wasn't any different for me because usually once if not twice a week we're doing something with the show or with you with something so for me it was kind of a busy week for me actually yeah. Well, that's what I want to say. I wanted to start to talk about the had, I the had a good time. I had to put all the labeling again. I felt like it was old school again. I was right, like doing do all the labeling, <laughs> packaging it, and I was doing the new packaging. I took did you um, Did you get Weller his product? I did. Like, okay, dope. I called him because I got it all done. I, said, I told you, I'm like, I'm going to be on top of this shit. I called Weller. I said, hey, I said, uh, I'm coming over Saturday. And I goes, oh, I was thinking my stuff wasn't going to get here until next week. I said, no problem. So I didn't go over and see him Saturday, went over and saw him Monday. Everything was good. Yeah. <laughs> right on. He's got um, their 10th anniversary, is, uh, or 7th anniversary is on December 10th from noon to 4. So unfortunately, I won't be able to be there. I got the old hour clock to punch. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. But so while you're pouring that, yeah, everybody said that the event was awesome uh, from every aspect, owner, employee, process uh brand owner etc said it was a blast everybody was having a good time um what what uh tastings were going on um well if anybody who's been here to stanley's it was on the side door kind of set up and he had two beautiful ladies helping him out and 
I know, I, I probably won't remember all of them, but they had some barrel bourbon picks. Um, I think they had seagrass, and they had probably two or three barrel bourbons that I, I thought were really good. One was extremely good. Um, they had a Stellum. Stellum, okay. And then I think they had, uh, what's that one we had up in uh, Western? We had the green label that I think Rusty. Uh, Starlight? Us. I think they had that. And they had one. They had, no, there's our, our <laughs> once an episode. Some shit. Um, I don't know what the other one was. It had the butterfly on it, on the bottle. It's kind of a fat with a butterfly on it. And I've seen it before. It's either numb or something like that. So, uh, I don't know. Let me see. Anyway, it went really good. Um, you know, I want to thank. Uh, Gwen Murray, I mean, he was fantastic. And then Jacob kind of worked the door with me in the cigar table. And uh, I don't think we would have been as successful as uh, if he wasn't there with me because he knows every person that walked in the door. So we were able to talk to him about the program. And um, I believe the, um, the uh, we were donating $10 per bag. Uh, proceeds going to a little bit. I think it's a it's a city. I'm not sure what it is. And, and, and again, uh, Jacob's here. He can jump in here and tell us what yeah. a little bit foundation. But it was ten dollars of every ticket went to that foundation. Yes. Yeah. 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 It was like thirty dollars for the pack, but then we asked forty, and that went to uh, as a donation to. Which is uh, about about five hundred dollars for the foundation. Well, There's we sold more at minimum. It was four hours. Packs. We yeah. sold all fifty packs. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it went fantastic. That was just that was just the the ten from each pack, let alone whatever was donated that night. So, that's that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, it, it looked it looked great, man. Like you're sending all the pictures over. It looked like it was a good time. Barry had taken a video like this way. Around, around kind of the, the turniture of the area, and it, it looked great. And I don't know if this is true or not, but another thing that was really cool is probably, I would, there was an hour and a half left, they had started uh, Guns and Hoses mm -hmm. over here at, uh, I think it was Chevitz. Chevitz? Yeah. Chevitz, they yeah. had it at. And, uh, so the so police we officers got, and the firefighters box each other. Yeah, yeah we got some uh, overflow from that. And uh, maybe it's the same uh, next year. I I'm not quite sure. If it is, that's great. You can even kind of promote, you know, people to come over here because you know maybe people didn't know. For sure, yeah. And uh, but we, had, I, I feel like there was about 50, 60 people in here um, at its peak. But everything was full. All the chairs were full. Everybody was great. Everybody had a great time. Yeah, it looked like a blast, man. I had a. Uh I had a great time. Uh, you won't believe this. I only smoked four cigars last week. <laughs> I was thinking you were going to say only four a day. Nope. <laughs> that four, is really strange. Four total cigars. The whole time. I think when me and you went to Key West, I think I brought 50 cigars. We both did. Probably yeah. smoked half of them. Yeah, least. for sure. And then we bought more anyway. Yes. Um, no, it just, it, you know, opportunity didn't really uh, present itself much. Like, you know how I am about smoking on the beach. So anyone that thinks that smoking on the beach is cool, sexy, attractive, fun, fucking try it. It's annoying. It's the worst. You ever smoke on the beach? I do it every time I go to Naples. But now yeah, I will say this. 
I will say this. I usually do it in the evening because we go to the beach for the, uh, you know, the, 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 Sunset and everything like that. Sunset. Yeah. I don't know. Why yeah. <laughs> but usually, when the sun set, you know, an hour before the wind comes down, sure, it's actually beautiful. So, so okay. it's a really nice time. Okay, I could. Okay, but that's not when everyone's wants to smoke on a fucking beach. You know what I'm saying? I, can I don't see normally that. smoke out there in 100 degree weather. While I, I know. I'm shit. just saying. Um, and then, like, this was really funny. The condo we were in, we're, we're not a condo. It, it's a it was a fucking apartment that we were in. Beautiful, great, literally it took me 15 seconds to walk to the shoreline. Amazing. Second, second day we're there. We come back from being out, oh, it's Sunday. We're about watching football, fucking all the party and doing whatever. Football's over at four o'clock, right? Games are done, shit's over, whatever, we're good. And uh, we come back, I grab cigars, go outside, it's me, moms, Dara, hey, Dave, sit down, cut. I hear a conch shell go off. I'm like, what the f- a wedding party, a wedding party is happening? Hey, we're sitting in the chairs on the patio, there's a wedding right there at that booth, right, like that tabletop right there. Oh, wow. Fucking wedding, 30 people. And I'm like, I don't know if we should clap, should I light these? So we just ended up not lighting them. We just, I don't want to blow smoke in everybody, you know, I mean, right there. It was like a little communal area in the in the apartment complex. Yeah, it was super. I mean, it was unique. I mean, it was kind of cool. I would have lit up because this is my vacation too. And anybody that was close to me, I would have said, "Listen, loving this Hawaii thing. You know, I'm a cigar guy. You guys mind?" They're like, "Oh, I know, man. Light it up." I did smoke later, but this was the funny part about it. So the first night we're there, go out. Fire up some cigars. I got Tennessee Waltz going. I gave Dave a fucking um, 90th Padron. Like, we're all sitting there smoking. Mom's smoking on something. And uh, there's these four dudes that are sitting on this con. They just keep staring at us. Right? I'm pouring. I bought some of the old Poly Road, the, the Cola whiskey. Pouring it. We're drinking on it. Having, having a good old time talking. Music. Not too loud. About an hour later, one of the there's a guy that actually lives there. Right? He retired there. And he, uh, he comes up to me and he goes, Sir, I'm like, what's up? He's like, uh, these guys wanted me to tell you that there's a rule about smoking indoors in Hawaii. I said, yeah, I'm outside. He's like, well, I've lived here for like two years and most people don't smoke here. I'm like, yeah, they're like, I grew up in these fucking islands. People smoke all the time. Right? And he's like, well, they just wanted me to tell you. I'm like, well, you tell them. They could have just come over and asked for a cigar. I didn't give them one. <laughs> yeah. Grown-ass men had to wait for someone else. To be, excuse me, could you please go over there and tell Jacob because that I don't like the music? you look scary and you have a big beard and you're know. a big guy? I don't know. It was it was just so funny. Maybe that information was, would have been well-received. It was, it was one of those moments where he's talking and I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> all right, all right, no smoke, okay, whatever. Until someone yells at me, I'll smoke. Go back to the part about you for that, what? Come on, man. I had a lady do that to me once. Come a on. lady, an elderly lady came over to me and she goes, would you mind putting that stinky cigar on? It's really bothering my friend. And I said, absolutely, absolutely. I'm so glad you came over here and told me that. And I'll nip that in the butt right now. Five minutes later, cigars out, everybody's having a good time, whatever, they get up and leave. I'm like, really? I just gifted you some beautiful time without 
getting to smell. You know, most of the time, I get a lot of women that come up to me and say, I love the smell of your cigar. All the time. All the time. I get it yeah. all the time. Yeah. But once in a while, you get one that just really doesn't like it. <clears throat> but it was. But I didn't know. know you could. So, you know this for sure. It's a smoker friendly island situation. The entire state of Hawaii is a non smoking island. Oh. Yeah, you cannot, you know, you can't smoke in public. You can't smoke. That's why I was telling you before, like when, when, when we were back on Oahu. Oh, we were up now when you say you haven't, you only smoke four. That's well, so it's smart. like, you know, like there's no lounges on that. Now they sell cigars everywhere, like Island Prince. It's Kauai based cigar company because you can smoke on your own patio, right? But you can't walk down the street smoking. You know what it's I mean? Kind of like that golden Colorado. <clears throat> and too. and on the beach, you can't sit in the sand and smoke. But I think I told you this yeah, story you when we <laughs> I'm talking to this kid. Just so happens he went to the same high school as me, you know, 10, 15 years apart, right? But he's like, buddy, you can't smoke on the beach. And I went, okay. So I took my chair and I went and sat out in the white in the whitewash. And uh, he goes, over, he goes, bro, what are you doing? I was like, you don't own the water. He looked at me. He goes, if that tide washes out and you're sitting in that chair, I will arrest you. <laughs> I got me an anchor and got me one of those floating chairs. Just been sitting out there with my drink and my cigars. But that yeah. see, that's the crazy thing too. There were there were two guys that were smoking cigars in the water, um, and I was like, oh, dope, you know. But like when I get in the water, I swim, I I tread, I, I float around, like I'm enjoying myself out there, you know. They had goggles on, I'm fucking diving around looking at fish and shit. It's a great great time. But what about the winds, a lot of vapors. Uh, yeah, big yeah, but yeah, but you know what I've been noticing with people doing that now at days, like with the, the vapes, they won't. You ever seen how they do it? And they don't exhale. No. There was a kid on the plane. I was watching him do it. He was smoking this thing, and he go, he take like bigger breaths and oh, let out, and you a lot of those see little bitty ones. You I'm talking see about the ones that look like oh the fog machines. Oh yeah, yeah. They look like lightsabers. Right. All right, well here, cheers. What are we drinking here? We have dipped into the vault, and I just felt kind of like a little high west. So we broke out the Rendezvous Rye. And uh, and then I brought, and, and these are some we've had for quite a while. Yeah, that's definitely older. You get a little antique in it? Yeah, but it's not as sweet as like that new label shit. Yeah. Not as sweet. And Say that, don't, don't. Yeah, that was, dude, I was drinking that for $13 to two ounces. It'd be kind of, they must just have had some oversight. And Bura. I think it's been shut up. Bura, well, that's what I said. And the guy, the bartender got kind of funny. He was like, I was talking to a guy next to me. Yeah, kind of like and he was getting into whiskey and shit. And I'm talking, he goes, so you kind of know what you're talking about? I'm like, I don't know about that, but I know what I drink. And there's a lot of what I drink up here. And uh, we get to talking, and I get to talk about the podcast. And I get my buddy, he got me, the whole bourbon story, right? And um, we're sitting there talking, and the bartender's listening to me, and I'm talking to this guy, I'm like, dude, you know, where we live now in St. Louis, like some of these fucking poor, like that Yippee or the Blue Rod, was twelve fifty for two ounces. But I went through a bottle and a half of that, and just watching football. I, I was, it was great. At $12, you're out of your mind. You know, a double was 21 bucks. I was like, you're crazy. It's about, what, 80, 90 here? Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm talking, and I'm, I'm talking about that, and then I ordered that, uh, the Mictors I sent you, that 10-year bourbon. 
And the guy's like, what's that? I was like, dude, it's $18, you get about 1.75 ounces, whatever. I'm like, back home, the cheapest this shit is is 65 bucks. Bartow looks at me, he goes, oh, I just raised the price. I'm like, y'all, I'll come back there with this glass. You ain't raising shit. <laughs> but, but then it was still crazy though, right? Because Old Fit 17, Heaven Hill, right? Old Fit 17, 125 a pour. And I'm like, that's nuts. 55 to 60. Hell yeah, sure. Did you get a chance to go to any liquor stores? Yes, I, I was telling you about that. Yeah, and what were their prices? I told you I walked in and that Boss oh. Hog 8 was 175 oh, I you were bucks. At the bar no, 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 it was 175 bucks, but then they had a bottle of Yubikai 8, which was $300. Right? But then you look at um, what was another one that stunned me? Oh, Buffalo Trace. $22. Eagle Rare, $110. Yeah, that you, like it was, it was it was so wild the the spectrum that the prices uh, fell on but then as far as cigars yeah. everything everything is either 14 or 21 dollars if you ever see which i did when i went to colorado this summer i uh well i take that back i did get a bottle i got a bottle of eagle rare or i want to say 48 bucks and i got a bottle of uh heaven hill uh seven year and a bottle and bond, and it was like 45. Anytime you can get those for that kind of money, you should buy them. Eagle Rare, to find them in the $40 range, even the high 40s, come on, it's a 10-year Eagle Rare. It's just, it's phenomenal. You should buy a case if I ever find it. Oh, shit, yeah. But most of them only have a bottle. <laughs> But it was it was great. I did bring back a lot of my uh, island friends. Oh, oh, this guy. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's a hell of a yeah, we try. <laughs> I just didn't um, fuck it up. No. You couldn't fuck it up here tonight. No, we could not What was there? You couldn't fuck it up. Jacob was by yourself. I think sure you wouldn't fuck it up. Well, I just made comment on the podcast. He was fantastic. Every person that walked in. Absolutely, he's fantastic. That's why I said, can I tell you about my cigars? He said, don't oversell Yeah, I was sold on those. So I was like, that's fantastic. All right, we're back. So that was Patrick? The Patrick Stanley walked in. The guy's name's on the building. Yeah. What was I, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, it was just the spectrum though. You know what I mean? And so like when I did smoke, I smoked great cigars. You know, but a lot of the time too, it was like, I told you like the driving, you know what I mean? Oh, I did smoke on the golf course. I did smoke there. I'll show you pictures of that golf course. And again, dude, this is something I've really realized. I've done, look, I've done a lot of traveling. You've done a lot of traveling. I do a, we do a lot of hiking and camping and trails. And I think this was the first time it really finally clicked with me. Pictures don't do shit to justice. They don't. They don't do justice. So, like, for example, the waterfall that I busted my ass on, like, when I show you the picture, you're like, oh, cool, it's one waterfall. No, it's really not. Like, when you're standing there, when you look up this mountain, you know, you're talking 23, 2,500 more feet elevation. You see it in different parts as it connects down. But they're so small on the camera, you can't see it. Yeah. And, like, and depth range. The color is just nowhere close. You can't, and that's kind of the problem with these cameras. It's like the cameras want to auto adjust and fix shit. And it's like, no, I don't want you to take the sun out. I don't want you to dim the sun down. So if you dim the sun down, it's not going to get the rainbows that are coming through the the shoots of bamboo that are everywhere. You know what I mean? Like you can't do that. And then like depth perception, 
So like the 17th hole at Kapaloo on the bay course, you're shooting over a valley. A, a, it's a bluff, a bluff with a sand beach. It's probably 250 feet below you, and it's easily a half, three-quarter mile wide. You know what I mean? Now, you're shooting over about, you know, this much of it, but the whole thing is there. You walk up to it and you're looking down and you're standing on the rocks. Like you got to be careful because the wind coming up, the trade winds, will blow you over the fucking cliff. But you're seeing the turtles float around everywhere. The only all over the place. But you take a picture and it's like, no, this picture sucks. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. You know? Like we took a picture together where we were, we were kissing and we were looking, like we're literally uh, coming off the road to Hana. So we're 1,100 feet above sea level. And we're on, when I say edge, like, we're here. The end of this table is a, probably a 400-foot vertical drop. And we took this awesome picture. It looks cool, but you can't grasp exactly what the fuck that was. You can't, you can't get it. It's so much bigger. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, mesmerizing how big it was. And it's, I finally got it because I'm going through my pictures, and I'm like, ah, it's just... Like you're talking, you're explaining it, and you're like, huh, no, that doesn't, that doesn't own up my words. Like, here you go. Yeah, it's a bummer though, but it was cool. But we spent so much time driving, and then you got to the destination, and you were doing what you were doing, and then driving back, and cruising around, and, I don't know. I had planned on smoking a cigar to that waterfall, but I wasn't feeling it after, uh, you know, body slamming myself. Wow. Yeah. I, uh... We went, by the way, we went to, uh, and I told you this, we went out to Sugar Creek. Well, I've been out of my uh, Judgment Tree vodka for a long time. Yeah. So I bought two bottles later that night <coughs> after our dinner and everything. We're getting stuff out of the car. I was in my boots, of course. And it was almost like slow motion. I had the bottles in my arm. And as I, as I turned, it was almost slow. It was like one released. It was like a torpedo straight down, and it probably just hit my toe right. Oh, woo, doggy. Bottle I had to ice it the rest of the night. It oh. was brutal. Turned the whole toe black. My little, the couple toes next to it black. It hit it hard, but no broken bottle. No, no broken bottle. Toe took the hit. That's good. Yeah. Man, I'm taking this cigar. Yeah, it's morphine and crack. It is absolutely. It's, so again, it's it's, it's it's James Brown at Black Label, right? So Avea Negra Brands. He does do some milder stuff. Like when you get into Lawless, and uh, I think Salvation's pretty mild. But like when you're into morphine, Killer B, Green Hornet, Bishop's Blend, um, the Hawaiian Lajero stuff that we're getting, you know, these things, there's not many mild cigars that James does. And this is, you know, it's morphine. It's a painkiller. You know, it's, it's supposed to it's not supposed to act and treat too. It's got but like it's, a lot of earthy layers to it. Um, I get just like a lot of earthy spice. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Okay, I can see. Yeah, I can see that. Like what's unique about this cigar, though, is unlike a lot of the other. Like when you get the Green Hornet and Bishops and some of that stuff, the uh, and like royalty, the spice is like super black pepper. You know what I mean? Like that crunchy spice. This one's not that way. For, at all. No, and I, I don't want to go as far as to say sweet, but not super spicy. Just some sort of nice layered spices in there. And a little oil in, in my, my oil too. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyway. Very good though. What's unique? What, actually, what I think is really cool about this, this is something you can play with with somebody that's a... Uh, like they prefer like medium body, like not too crazy amount of output or smoke, right? Like I'm pulling pretty heavy, so that's why it's burning that way. But the strength on this is, it's a strong cigar, right? It's a very full strength cigar. But it's like transcendent. Like it goes with you as you're smoking. It's not all at once. You know, unlike unlike when you fire up a, a, a 90 Maduro little hammer or a 64 exclusive Maduro and it's just, you hit it and, or a Neanderthal, right? You hit it and you just, we're going. You well, know? I don't know, because it is, because it's the box press, the smoke is good and the draw is what it really should be. Like, I can tell... Um, the thickness and the complexity of the roll is there. Unlike another one I tried yesterday, and it was just like smoke and air. It just didn't have what I felt like enough complexity and the layers and the roll. What were you smoking? Sorry. That um, cryptic by Big Sky. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, it did get better in the middle, and I've had light, like, not heavy roll tobacco. I've had, like, for example, the 915 yep. is a little light, but, man, it's full of amazing flavors. Yeah, this yeah. did get a little better in the middle, but the start was horrible. I agree. I don't, sometimes I think it's fun. I do enjoy when a cigar just feels light, right? Like, when you cut it and you're lighting it, you can kind of feel the air coming through with it so it burns a little cooler, you're going to taste more of that way. It's almost like it was, it was a humidor, right? It was really too light. Like, it was too was a very young tobacco. Yes, yeah, very under-fermented. Um, but what I also like about that is, or what I do like about that, is when you have one that's light like that, lightly, lightly filled, it's not, it's not as heavy as another cigar as far as tobacco weight goes, is when the air is coming through and you're tasting, it's full of flavor and you're tasting a lot, but I still need that strength there, right? You still need the strength to well, be in the smoke. Off of this. The smoke off of it kind of reminds me of the, uh, the Reaper a little bit. The smoke output on it is really nice too. I haven't had that rendezvous in a while. Now maybe it's tamed down a little bit, but I like it. I don't know, I'll tell you, it tastes, it tastes better than the one I had last week. But I'm not a fan one. of this, yeah, this, this new labeling shit. I don't, oh, no, I don't, I don't like, like that. Crap. Yeah, it's like a bunch of triangles and squares and shit thrown together. And, you know, you, you land with that. I'm not, I'm not hip to that. I don't like it. But Yippee-Ki-Yay and Burai are gone. Like they're right. done. I mean, Yippie Kaye has been. Now, I will say, Burai, it seems like I just saw a bunch of that. Uh, maybe it's Schnucks. Well, she got to let me know that. Buy that up. But Yippie Kaye's been gone a year, year and a half. Yep. So it's. What you were seeing left, like, I remember I bought, I had bought a bottle of it in Dogwood. And that's when the guy there was like, hey, they're not making this anymore. And I was like, oh, can I have two? He goes, no. I was like, what the fuck are you telling me for then? You know what I mean? Like, 
It was like a sales idea, like, hey, they're not making this anymore, but can I have two? No. I think I have at least two or three bottles. And then I started, I've got one and a half. I got the one that's open, and then I've got one more. But um, getting, like, as I started looking at it, I haven't seen it on shelves anywhere, like in retail. Um, there's still bars that have it on their back bar, but it's definitely, it's starting to get into those 45, 50, 60. I mean, it's starting to really creep up into those higher areas, you know. Well, like I said, I know I've had this before with you, and it does seem like it's been a year or two, um, but I really enjoy this. I'm glad I grabbed these. Um, I am too, this is great. So, Advent calendar, um, you're through, did you do 21 or 22? 22. I opened 22. So, I have 21. You have 21. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> obviously, you didn't smoke all of them because I know we were all... Yeah, there's the still 12 of them. I opened them because the box was getting... Okay. Because, so the thing was, like the box being in the humidor, once those flaps were open, those flaps were grabbing moisture and starting to curl and, and fall. And like when I was opening the other ones to get them out, they weren't as easy. To, remember how easy it was to take that ornament and cut yeah. them open? It was not getting easier. So I just opened it and pulled them out. Um, great cigars are like phenomenal cigars. Um, and what I like about it too, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, is I have another 22. I know what's in it, right? But I don't know what was where because remember how we were just randomly? I was like, just pick one, open them, go. The only one I do know is on the 22 Advent calendar, 13 is the pumpkin. Like Friday the 13th, it's, it's the pumpkin. Gotcha. Other than that, I smoked uh, last night, I smoked, um, we were at date night last night instead. We were like, fuck, kind of hot to have like two hours, like music. I smoked a Chocaderas that was in there, a small, original, like old, old, old Tatawaii blends. Um, that so, they did for the let me ask you a question has the sink and center stuff went out anybody got it I haven't even seen anybody posting about it yet. so it's still so I haven't out. seen it out I know it ships I know Casper ships all of it but I don't know what well it's funny because even down at Grand Crew I thought I heard uh, Casey talking to Jimmy about it and I don't think they had knew anything about it yet either Casey hadn't even got his yet but yeah this okay. has been great it's a great cigar to jump back into I uh yeah it was it was it was strange you know I smoke I smoke all the time right you know you do too I mean but it was it was unique um, the way cigars treat differently you know it's like because even when we were down in Key West, you know, like when I'm down there by myself, when you're down there by yourself, or we're smoking all day, still. So it wasn't there, but it was very, this, this honestly for me has been the first time in a lot of years that the, I was looking forward to the cigar after dinner, right? I hadn't had a cigar, or it had been two days, I hadn't had a cigar. And I was, and I was looking at what I brought differently, like at my time, you know, my time, and looking in the humidor, and I'm like, hmm. Thinking like what I'm in my own mind. I'm like, okay, so I just got done. I had, I had a bunch of oysters, and I had some poke, and I had this, you know, grass-fed Maui beef with this sauce from the sea. And I'm like, you know, really spicy, or like really, really full. But I'm like fucking myself, and it was taking me. I'm not kidding. It was taking. 
I was being pretentious. It was taking like 20 minutes to find a fucking cigar. <laughs> I'm always like that. I'm like, I pick this one, I sit it there, that's what I'm going to smoke. And then I'll be thinking about it, thinking about it, like, I'll change it up. I think I've had a couple cigars this week, and I think it was the uh, the Atelier. La Atelier? La Atelier. Atelier. La Atelier. Well, and let's face it, KC says everybody pronounces it a little different. It's Atelier or La Atelier? Well, I always try to pronounce that A. La Atelier. Yeah, but there's an A there. And I always want to pronounce the A. Oh, yeah, yeah. L'Atelier? Is that how you're saying? Yeah. Okay. There you go. Anyway, I had a couple of those because when, I, when he was in, um, that's what I chose to buy from him. Oh, that's true. Stocked my yeah, box yeah, from yeah, when yeah. he was uh, in for the uh, Tatuaje thing. Yeah, I did smoke last night. I smoked um, when we had that event with uh, Lit down at uh, Vito's in the Valley. Um, remember, I, I bought like 15 or 10 or whatever the hell it was of that. La Maison in that 1991 or whatever, that short, it's like a Cazador, like that unique little size. Fucking yeah, it's a good cigar, dude. It's so good. Just so good. I have spoke those. I don't know that I've caught on to those as much as some of the others, which is kind of nice because, you know, you never really thought I was going to take to the Juarez, which I like. And this, I, uh, that's still, I really like that. Um, I thought you'd like those. Um, and there's many, many more that I love from Crownhead, but. Uh, that's not the one. Oh, from Crownheads, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you were talking to Warriors, yeah. No, I didn't think that was. I think it's, I think it's a great. I prefer, I like the Willie Lee size on it. I know you like the shots. Um, but it's, that cigar is just a, it's a gritty. Semi-sweet, just even keel, medium smoke, and I was like, I think it's cool. It's like vintage cigar, you know. Like it, it really, really reminds me of like if you smoke, like they've got some of the humidor, some of those older Partagas, right? There's not really a shit ton of flavor bouncing around in them, but there's a lot of flavor, and it's just it's an even balance, and it's in this level. And I was like, yeah, you try this, and you were like, oh, fucking love those, bro. <laughs> I thought it was funny too. I was out at the cigar vault the other day, me and Jane I had uh, they've got a new line of cigars called Big Sky. Anyway, I was looking through the whole line and they have the box of meadows. And literally, dude, I'm willing to go small, like a nub is pretty small. Then we had the buckshots, you know, like the Ave. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the yeah. meadows, come on dude. <laughs> These are so damn small. It's like, what do I get out of those things? I think the little thing of cigarillos that, that some people dive into. Oh my god! The shape of it, but, I mean, the meadows should almost be like kind of a an event, little funny. I don't know. I think the name's kind of cute, the meadows or whatever. I wish I remembered the others. Not a big deal, but I thought the packaging was great. You know, they you open the lid and it's like a beautiful lake with mm -hmm. pine, tall pine trees. Yeah, they're big sky. They're out of Montana. I yeah. saw them. They um. So when I first I saw them, it was season five, four of Yellowstone. What episode? What season are we on? Five. Five. So season four. Um, one of the shots in something. 
was is actually like they're someone whose whose land they use to do whatever, right? That's the, the logo on their box. So Big Sky had come up and like their booth at, at IPC or PCA now, it's like a Western Ranch. You know, that's what the booth is. You know, Big Sky Montana. Um, and I had seen that cigar, the cryptic, right? And I was like, oh, that shit's pretty cool. So I'd never seen it in a shop until I was in vault that one day, yeah. dropping stuff off. And I had like 20 minutes before I had to leave. And I was like, grab it. I was like, oh, try it. Yeah, I don't like it. I think it's bad. It's got like a crazy Lizard King Warrior label, which is dope. Right. You know? I mean, like a, like a lizard man in battle cry mode. Just bah! And I did like the little information pieces. I thought those were really nice, too. Um, anyway... Uh, before I forget, are you caught up on Yellowstone, by the way? You brought that up. Have you noticed in this season, like, they're promoting this shit out of liquor? Yes. I mean, I've never seen it in four seasons, and now no, all of a sudden... I, no, 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 not just four seasons, on TV. It's like crazy. You know, you, you saw Smirnoff commercials, you saw wine commercials, right? But now, Sazerac... Buffalo Trace. Trace. And this is the thing about me. When have you ever seen a promotion for a Blanton's bottle or a Weller bottle on TV? I don't think I ever have. I don't think I ever have either. But they, they're blatantly and showing we the bottles watch, in the we series We watch now. all of these shows that those are prominent in, right? Even go back to Sopranos. HBO would not, um, up until Rock Candlefini's death, they didn't disclose what cigars he smoked on set. And were they smoking the CAOs? No, 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 no. That was something separate. That he was smoked, just all he smoked a, um, he smoked a, uh, oh my, well, I think they were Partigas, Partigas Black Label Churchill. I think, I think that's what it was. Not, not Dominican Partigas. They were um, Altidus Partigas stuff. And, uh, um, uh, they wouldn't disclose it. Uh, Wouldn't get into it. You would notice when they would pour bottles or they would pour wine, it was always decanted. It was never straight out of the bottle, you know? Uh, they wouldn't get into that to play with it. Um, Jay, you good? All fine. Oh, okay. Right. I was looking for a letter. I don't think you have it. Oh, here. Oh, I don't have it. Do you need one? Oh, yeah, no, I don't have um, But now, especially in Yellowstone, dude, you're seeing it all the way up. Uh, You've been watching Tulsa Game? Yeah, I, I really love it. I did too. But did you see how... Uh, Stallone says he doesn't smoke. And he hasn't had a cigar yet. I yeah. thought he was a cigar smoker. He is. In the show, he says he doesn't smoke. Remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he hasn't smoked a cigar yet. But when you look at the picture for the show, it's him lighting a bucket of cigar. But I did like when he goes down and he's like, take me to your boss. The guy does the weed. And he's, he's, you know, he hustles him or whatever and gets him into the whatever agreement and then uh he um he goes i think i should tell you that that dip you're eating is 75 percent thc oh yeah <laughs> that was hilarious <laughs> but i think a lot of these his characters that he's building up around him his compadres don't know to take him serious mm -mm. but then when they see him work and the results they're like dude this guy is for real man he's like really negotiated amazing deal and he goes well the deal's off as soon as i swallow this crack right. you see when he's taking his driving test and the, the car gets shut up oh, that was he goes he goes tail shut up and put your head down <laughs> my funniest part of the whole king of tulsa 
is Stallone trying to eat that ice cream in the uh, mall, though. I mean, his lips. I don't know what's going on. Oh, the plastic lips, surgery so wasn't allowing him to uh, yeah. big around it. He could barely eat that ice cream. Yeah. It was dripping all over him. And I was like, Jesus, Jay, look at that shitty. I just uh, uh, oh, 1923 starts next week, next Saturday. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I'm curious. Uh, I don't see Harrison Ford as a cowboy, bro. Sorry. You don't see him? Nope. He's well, Indiana fucking Jones, dude. Well, he likes flying airplanes, too. But he likes crashing them, too. Like, <laughs> he likes crashing them, too. He definitely... Yeah. Def- so, he doesn't do his own stunts in movies, but he does stunt uh, his own life. Uh, but I've liked Yellowstone, and... Uh, I don't know, this last one was really... I, I, well, I guess I, I missed it. I didn't know Jamie had a kid. Yeah. I didn't know that. I must have missed it. Last season. Okay. I must have just missed it because yeah. I knew he was that girl that he worked on the campaign with. The campaign that. manager, Chick. And I just missed that a little bit because then when she saw the car seat, I was like, oh, my yeah. God. But I don't like – what I don't like about this is they're so evenly teeing up what's going to happen, right? They're setting up Beth as the Hamlet of this show. Like, she's going to be the downfall of the family and herself, right? You know, like how she – Snuck into the bathroom when Jamie's sleeping with a that chick that's just a bad version of her, right? And uh, for the other team, for the other team, right? And she takes the picture and then she's looking her up, but then she sees Piper running into the bathroom, and Piper was a boss when she was sleeping with the Dutton dude, yeah, with, with John. And then she goes, "I'm not starting this day sober." Goes outside and starts drinking. She never finishes looking up that girl. So it's so blatantly it obvious. Yes, yes. I never remember Tito's being in there before. She always, always, Tito's was there. Not, okay. not in well, its had physical, Weller on in its there, physical aspect, but she like always him. ordered Tito's martinis. Always. And she'd say straight, skip the remove. Yeah. And the one cowboy, I know he's been promoting that uh, cut water or something from Texas, that vodka cut water, the you know, the uh, bump guy who sings guitar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Lloyd owns, that guy that plays Lloyd, the old the old man. He's a he's a r- real cowboy. Oh, yeah, but he also owns a whiskey company. Oh. Yeah, they've got their own whiskey. Do you know the name of it? No, but oh. I can find it. You know, the, the Instagrams, they're good for something at least. Um, all right, so I want to ask you a question. Um, what... So we're getting into the end of the year, right? It's the yep. first. We're cruising through. Um, what are you most looking forward to? Now, I know like there's not any more big releases this year, right? That's not going to happen. But is there a new release that's out that you haven't had yet that you're excited about? Yeah. Hey, guys. FFK here. Make sure to tune into every episode of Craft and Boodle. And don't forget that, as listeners, you guys receive a 15% discount on the entire order when you shop at my store. Promo code CraftBoodle15. Once again, CraftBoodle15. Make sure you follow me at Instagram at FFK underscore stands so you can receive that discount. And once again, thanks for listening and thanks for enjoying the podcast. So to answer that question is funny. Am I excited? Yes. Am I a little pissed off? Yes. Because... You know, as anybody that follows the show, know I'm an old Fitzgerald guy, and and I have a collection of these decanters. And I, it used to be I would try to get two, one to open and then one to save, 
Um, yeah, but aren't those prices going through the fucking roof? They are. And I was very fortunate to get 17, which completed my... It took me a long time to find it. And they're talking crazy numbers like, excuse me, 1,200 and all that shit. And I forked out quite a bit, and it was 600. And everybody told me that was a steal. And now the next thing I know, I'm feeling good. I've got, I'm still completely. Well, and they, then 19 comes out. Yeah, yeah. Now See, 19 so, is But out. Now, now I'm on a mission to locate that bottle because I told you this a year ago when 14 came out, right? Now you have 17, right? You've got, you've got nine through 16 now. And now there's a 19, or nine through 17. There's no 16, but there is... 9, 10, 11, there's no 10. There's no 12. There is 12. Old Fitzgerald 12 bottle and bond. It's just oh, not decanted. That's Old Fitzgerald 12 bottle and bond. It's just not decanted. And I'm glad they're not decanting that because it makes that bottle so much special. Old Fitzgerald 12 year bottle and bond was the first bottle and bond that Heaven Hill put out. Well, next to six year, obviously, right? But in that series. That said, no, I've not heard of any plans to do it. No, nope. I think they're bringing and another nine year out in the spring. Fine, but I hope they leave twelve alone. Don't decant it because that's what makes it so unique. But I told you this. I was like, how fucking old can a bottle and bond get before it just tastes like muddy water? Everything we've read, everything we've seen online, everything we've watched in specials, all the top dudes say. That sweet spot comes somewhere around eight or nine years. Sure. I, I 100% agree with that, but that's not bottle and bond, though. Right. right? That's true. That's Being true. that it is bottle and bond, it's consistently in new age oak for its entire life. No you know, char level, incandescent, whatever it is. Um, but I'm curious. There's got to be a point where that liquid just sucks. You know? It's like a thing with cigars, right? Like, why I keep trying to tell people and... Yo, you've caught on to it. A lot of people have caught on to it when I started learning about it and sharing it out. Aging cigars is, is a fun, unique thing to hold on to them, okay? Um, but I think in the past two, three years, maybe even half a decade, maybe even five years, and um, um, in the past half decade, blenders and rollers have begun using... In, in just proprietary blends, they've begun using older tobacco, right? So, I mean, you're looking at, you're looking at some cigars have fillers that are already 8, 9, 10, 11 months old. Ra- average wrapper age on a cigar now is over two and a half years, right? So, the sweet spot on that cigar, you know, in, any, any tobacco, depending on Viso Seguilera, whatever it is, is going to have a range after fermentation of its sweet spot, where it hits the pinnacle of oil presentation, right? That's when you start seeing pluming and you start seeing the crystals that'll form and things like that right that doesn't always happen we know that but there's a range for that once you pass that range you know cigars start the oil start leaving they evaporate from the leaves all that stuff marries together and now you just have old tobacco right like you and i pulled out those um uh cohiba churchills from 06 that we had smoked after the chiefs won the super bowl that year that next podcast yeah and it was like in the moment, they were great, right? We enjoyed them. But we even talked about on that part, like, they're, they're kind of flat. You know, there's not, like, a whole lot going on. They burned great. Smoke output was awesome. But as far as flavor profile went, as far as the strength pattern on the cigar was very just, eh, right? 
But if you just smoked that cigar in 2011 or 12, I bet it was a floral god. It was just amazing, right? But that many years forward, things start flattening out. So I'm trying to compare that to whiskey, right? So we've seen some, right? Remember Heaven Hill 27? It literally tasted like licking a piece of charcoal. It was just so tainted with the char in the barrel. And what was the last Heaven Hill that came out? Was it 17? Yeah, I, I. That was great. I had 17 Old Fitz, and I had 17. Still thought Old Fitz was better. Oh, I still think Old Fitz was better, but the 17 was phenomenal. Yeah. It was a great whiskey. Um, and again, but, that was cool too to yeah. do them side by side. They were. You're talking two completely different whiskeys. Nothing alike, you know. But it was. It was. I'm curious. You get 19 years in a thing made of wood, right? There's yes. gotta be a point where it just starts tasting like cardboard soaked in water. Yeah. You know, and then I'm, start, I'm starting to kind of get iffy on that. I know it's bottled and bond, I know there's federal mandation on it, but really 19 years? Like for real? Yeah, it's great. If you've been sitting on these barrels for 19 years, how did you do well, 9, 11, 13, 14, 15, 17? Just you just have a lot of fucking barrels and nothing's ever gone wrong. 24 year? <laughs> Barrel bourbon? Was that bottle and bond? No. No, but you, you still, but you know the, the year thing on bourbon, right? It's the the oldest age of the most amount inside the blend is, yeah. you know. So. I don't know. Well, I'm loving this cigar. Absolutely. Yeah, this is fantastic. Uh, I don't know what more I can say about it, except I, I love it. This was a nice little purchase. Um, and that rendezvous is old. For however old that is, that is phenomenal. I think that rendezvous... Do they do, bo- do, they do bottling dates? Every bit four years. Oh, I'm at yeah. that. Every bit. And this, that's open I bet this, this, this well. that's got to be two years at least. Oh, really? Easy. Because I remember when I got it, I got it at Schnucks. But we opened a bottle of you the first time in the Cowboy Bar. Oh, yeah, but we, I, I've drank a couple since I've known you. Oh, okay. But okay. this one, I got at Schnucks, and um, uh, they're not, the, they're not called, I think they're called Two Old Guys, something like that, and it was Paul Cass, and... Uh, and I, I went and bought one, sat down and opened it up, and I think it's that bottle. And I think that's at least 15 years ago. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But some of the stuff you get hit on your phone now anymore is just, I can't even keep up with it. There's uh, some two or three <clears throat> things to read about every day. And I'll tell you what, it drives me crazy on my phone because they'll put a caption up there. They're so smart about what they put up there. To have you click on it and then start reading, and it really is about nothing. It, it amounts to shit, and it drives me crazy. No, I don't doubt that at all. So, we got to talk about the Chiefs. Um, I think. Um, they're better than they were last year. 100%. And I think by Tyree Hill leaving has even made them better. 
and I think it's made Mahomes better because he's realizing well, from the inception of where he was and what he had, and he caught the NFL off guard with all the, the tools he had. But he, his primary focus was probably on two or three receivers. and um, Yeah, Nico Hartman, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. Pacheco. Pacheco dude. I want to call him Pikachu, but Pacheco. Yeah, Pikachu. Has just been. He's running even after he falls down. I, I think he is just a go getter. Yeah, I think they've got all of the great things. The defense seems to be good. Um, I know they've got some well, young secondary. The reason the reason I bring it up well. is you know we play the Bengals on Sunday, right? And they keep going back and talking how the Bengals won twice last year, right? And they keep jumping into this factor that. And this is a three uh, three twenty three twenty five game this Sunday. Um, yeah, three twenty five. But they keep bringing up how the Bengals had the Chiefs twice last year, and I'm like, okay. But then every, when they go back and they show like the AFC Championship game and the interceptions that were thrown trying to get to Hill, trying to get to Kelsey. You know, the, the Chiefs averaged 29.5 points a game, right, this year. 29.5 points a game. You cannot slow play the Chiefs. I think their third down conversion is what kills people, is they always seem to come up with the third down conversion when they need it the most, always. 100%. And I don't. I'm not a big uh, statistic nut, but I bet that's another big factor with them that just makes them. Well, I, I've told you this. I hate statistics in football because you you can find what what did they say? Patrick Mahomes is the first person to throw X amount of touchdowns and rushing touchdowns in 74 games, but if you go to 76, he's second. You know what I mean? Like it's, they'll dial any any statistic to a point to show that it's something, you know. You know what's interesting is I think the Kansas City Chiefs have a little bit of magic dust around them. I think Mahomes is a very special uh, player. Reminds me a lot of when the Rams were the greatest show on turf. But when I say that, the thing that kind of irritates me is is at that point when we had the greatest show on turf and we played and we won, we were all together the second season, right? We went to the Super Bowl again. And then after that, and, 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 and I'm not, like I said, I'm not a statistic guy. After the first one, Dick Vermeil left, I believe. Yeah. And then I think the offensive coordinator, what, what I don't you know, the Silver Fox guy, whatever. I think he was the coach the next year, and then they lost to the Patriots right there on a field goal at the end. But the evolution of Warner losing some of all of that talent and him uh, developing even more um, was kind of lost after that. There was like two or three different coach changes, and I, I, I think that was kind of the Rams' downfall right there. But the Chiefs, after they won, there's been some changes, but they continue to grow and get better, I think, and develop as a 
as a team and mature along with what they're having to do. They're playing with what they're given. They're they're maturing. I, I just think they're a great football team, and I think they've got a lot of magic. Uh, yeah, and I think I think they win that game Sunday decisively. I really do. I, re- I really, really do. I'm not saying they're going to win out, but if you look at the remaining schedule. Well, the, you know, the, the thing is, I don't think they're not going to win out. I mean, they're going to lose one. They didn't have to lose one, right? There's going to be one that they lose. Yeah, and they're not, not going to win the next seven games. They play uh, the Raiders. They play Broncos. I'll be in that guys. game, so they better not lose that. That'll game. be the last game of the yeah. season. Uh, they play the Broncos, uh, I think, two times maybe. Really? They play the Chargers. No, they're mm. done with the Chargers. They have Chargers are done. Bills are done. Um, they're the Bengals twice? I, I'm not sure. I don't know. But I see them doing No, once. Fine. Bengals once. I, I don't see them losing the top seed. I, I don't see that no. happening. Not at all. No, no, no. Yeah. And Buffalo, um, I think they've, they've kind of lost themselves here and there in, in games. And I think they barely got past them. Who, who did they play last week? Um, which, Detroit? Is that who they almost mm, lost to? Maybe. I think it was Detroit. Maybe. I mean, Detroit literally well, should have won that cheers, game. Buddy. But I think they were really playing above their pain. No, Detroit was playing Green Bay. Hmm. Never mind, I take that back. That was on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it was. I, I, I want to say it was the Bills and Detroit. Either way. I got kind of fucked up because golf was playing. <clears throat> but that was that magnif- magnificent trade that went to the Rams. Yep. That's how they got Stafford. Yeah. Wow. I don't think it's been this quiet on a podcast. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, <clears throat> so have you seen the, uh, the new Davidoff... Uh, Year of the Rabbit. I've, I've read about it. I've seen it. Uh, yeah. So they're about sixty-five a stick. Um, the box is super unique. It's it's always the the yearly Orthodox ones they do. Uh, but I did smoke one of those in Maui, and it's it's a good it's a good cigar. But it's uh, I. <clears throat> this is really when I say this, it's it's, it's hilarious, right? Because I. I have no problem spending forty-five or fifty dollars on the limited twenty-twos and twenty-ones, white label or black label. They're phenomenal cigars. I would just wish that cigar would come down about ten, twelve bucks. I'd buy more of them. It's, it's a great cigar. It's it's a very unique cigar. I want to say that when I left, uh, I want to say I left in 2011. When you left Utah? Utah, Park City, Utah. I left. I was gone for about a year, and I came back, and they had opened. There's this gas station. It's a ski-in, ski-out in downtown Park City. And I went in there, and I mean, when I tell you top-notch your wallet better be fat because you're going to pay for everything 
you experience in there, it's some of the best shit I've ever seen. First time I ever had Yippie Kaye, and I, they said, well, what was it like? I said, it was like a circus in my mouth. It just was so different than anything I'd had at that point. And we're talking 2011 or 12. And uh, so I've been drinking it ever since and have always been, um, it's always been a fave of mine. And I loved it. And then I know when we got together, yeah. you loved it as well. Hey, Jacob, you got a couple uh, minutes? Where are you uh, going? But Come over here for a minute. Come sit down and kind of shout that's out. That's what we voice. are. That's what we're dipping into now. Come sit down. Yeah, get on the mic. Okay. Just introduce yourself and say what's up. Uh, how you doing? My name is Jacob Nenemar. I work down at Stanley Cigar Lounge. I've been here about 11 years. Wow, that was short and sweet. <laughs> there you go. Uh, thanks for letting us come in today when you're doing everything. Oh, dude. Out, but, um, what do we got going on at Stanley's uh, December? Do the Christmas party? Christmas party's uh, December 13th. Sweet. It's going to be uh, as big as always. No yep. COVID issues. So we're going to have everybody in here at once. I'm only going to do one instead of two like I did last year. And then we got Stephen, I forget his last name, from Sam? Yellowstone. Yeah. Yeah, coming, yeah. Coming in tonight. Tonight? Yeah, tonight. Oh, of course. What? <laughs> yeah. I sent out the email for it. I guess you didn't get it. No. Sorry about that. You sent me one email. You sent me all the emails. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were part of the email list, my bad. Uh, we got that, and uh, we're going to probably do a couple more events when it comes down to the liquor and cigar mixed in the next couple weeks during Sweet. December. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I got to go. Yeah, you got to work. <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks. I should have called you before. Well, thanks long. again yeah, for, uh, <laughs> what is, was it called the mini whisker? Yeah, that's what they're trying to call it. The mini whiskey in the winter. Whiskey in the winter. Yes. Okay, well, thank you for all your support. It was fantastic. Love it. Oh, yeah, very love it. All right. Have we got a Santa for the party yet? We do have a Santa. We do have a Santa. All right. I can be the sexy Chris Kringle. Oh, they didn't like it. I like you saying Krampus. I know you love Krampus. I do love Krampus. That's what I was trying. Steve is going to be here promoting Yellowstone tonight, huh? He'll be here tonight. I didn't know that. I didn't either. He said the 13th. Yep. Oh, of course, it's a Tuesday. I'm out. That won't work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, this I, morphine is a phenomenal cigar. Yeah. I will tell you though, if you are not a strong smoker, do not fuck with morphine. The name kind of sells it out, but this is one of those trippy strong cigars. I, I equate it to the Negotiant from Tatawahe. You know, it, it can color, you know, wrapper shade, obviously not the same. It is a darker cigar, but uh, we're trying to get past all that with people too. But um, it's, the body is great. There's a lot of flavor to it. You don't feel the strength of the spice of the build or anything on your tongue or on your palate, but you feel the cigar. This is a strong cigar. It's a great cigar to start with. And um, we haven't really talked about a pairing but um, I've been happy. I, I felt good about the pairing. Um, I don't think these have mellowed, but and of oh, course everybody has to know that there's a different Yippie Kaye every year. It's not like 
what I tried in 11 is not the same that I had in No, and then, and then most of the time. So this is actually, I did really appreciate this. Uh, when I was at that bar, I sent you the, the pictures from when I was drinking that bar. Um, one thing, they do not. So literally, he poured my pour, and there was drips in the bottle. He would not top it. So I was like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and order another one. If, if you wouldn't mind, you can throw it on top. And he came out, and he opens the bottle, and he walks over, and he goes, oh, can't do that. Different batch. And I was like, oh, shit. That, that, that was... Well, that's kind of a pure attention. That was, was very attentive to that. He goes, different batch. Can't oh, mix the batches. Right. And I was like, bro, I, right now, at this point, look, I'm, I'm a whiskey guy. I, at this point, it doesn't matter. I We're already in it. I'm, I've been here for three hours. <laughs> Pour the fucking whiskey. I had a guy, a friend of mine, who said, uh, hey, I bought the whole Pappy line. And I said, well, how much did that cost you? And he goes, a briefcase of cash. And I said, okay. And he goes, yeah, but bro, listen, they're not making anymore. And I'm like, oh, someone got in with a rabbit you foot. You do realize that they make it every year. Every it ain't like, you know, this was the end. Of well, that's what popped the, the whole bourbon bubble about when you see a bottle of of, of Pappy that says 23 years old. No, they, they, do, they have not been able to for the past 30 years to have 23-year-old barrels every year. That's when people started asking that question. It's like, well, how the hell do you get 23-year-old bourbon every year? Well, because when you put the blend together, the age statement is the oldest whiskey in the blend, Right? That's why, like, when you look at, when you look at, um, who, who does it? Is it Mid- Midwinters does it? On the bottle, it shows you how much percentage in the and years in the blend. I love it the they blend. do that. Yeah. You know? And it, well, that's also why I've talked about, like, you know, a 12-year bottle of bourbon can, can cost as low as $25, right? A 12-year single malt scotch minimum is $54.55 because Scottish import rule or European import rules within one year, one month, and one day of barreling days, the year on the bottle, so on and so forth, right? So you're legitimately getting 12-year-old liquid in a any European whiskey. Whether it's a Scotch, it's an Indian whiskey, it's a Japanese whiskey, you know, so on and so forth. You're getting that pool, you know? I'm also wondering, because the storyline has always been they get these bottles from Mexico and they're hand-blown, hand-crafted bottles. The which glass? Yeah. On, on these uh, High West bottles. I don't know if that's still the case today. I would assume it is. But then they even have, which I believe Julian, um, our brother from Pascot uh, Podcast, who now lives Silver out Fox. of Fort Silver Fox, which is out there at Fort Collins, um, gifted us some shot glasses, I believe, and they're mm-hmm. they're hand blown as well. Um, they're just beautiful bottles, um, which is fantastic. It's funny that I like shot glasses, but when I drink high west, I drink out of them. But a shot <laughs> glass is different to me than a a, a, a glass. Or bourbon. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, we're not shooting uh, whiskey. We're pouring it and we're sipping on it. Or yeah. Some say it's just also like a, we don't shotgun beer. Right? Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. 
but so we're gonna do this thing. Like out there? 80, 82 during the day, sixty-five at night. You know, was great. But it did. It really did settle it. Answer that question. Like I told you, I will end up back on those. I will end up on those islands, whether I'm already dead or I'm on my way out. I will end up back there. Um, but Maui would be the spot. It, it would. It was. It was really cool too, because like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of this this issue going around, like the sovereign state of Hawaii. I understand their feel. Like a lot of people that don't know, like you don't really learn like in civics class and history class. Like you, you learn the annex and not annexing. Maybe annexing of the state of Hawaii in 1959 when it became a state when Queen Liliuokalani surrendered the state. Yeah, but you don't really learn the history of those islands unless you're in those islands, right? So like when I when I was in school, I didn't learn about how Queen Liliuokalani and why the, the island was became a state or the the, the islands became a state, etc. And uh, so there still is the sovereign state of Hawaii, which is, you know, familial locals that, you know, these their families go back to King Kamehameha himself, Polynesian settlers. They want that island. It's its own thing. And um, I saw the funniest fucking bumper sticker in the world. It made me laugh so hard. And look, to anyone that doesn't know me, I look like I am a Hawaii. I'm a white guy in Hawaii. But when they start talking, I can I can reference. I'm like, bro, no, I understand. Like, I, I grew up in this. Like, I get it, right? And uh, but this dude had this awesome on the back of his on his, his Toyota. It said, "Welcome to Hawaii," with the shotguns up and all that. And then below it said, "Now go the fuck home." <laughs> so that was going to be my next question. Do they really like? Um, it's look. It's it's the same thing anywhere else. Okay. What is not appreciated is you show up and you expect, you expect treatment a certain way because you're vacationing, right? You know what I mean? Or when you start treating shit back, you know? Like when, when you go out, it's like, I, I, I talked to these guys, I was, on, I was coming up from the beach and I'm looking, I'm like, oh, what are you guys doing with your bottles in the sand? Oh, we're going to clean them up. I'm like, how about you guys like take them to the trash can? The guy don't care the trash. They're not gonna take him the trash can. They're gonna bury him. That's what they're gonna do. That's total shit. No, all the time. It's all the time. All the time. You know, to be quite honest, the reason the smoking ban went into place in the state of Hawaii was it's not just cigarettes, cigars, joints, the whole nine. It's what a few happen, bad apples. It's you would dig a hole. Respectful people but, that would like you know, to enjoy everything about it. Exactly. So it's the same thing I say that if. Someone comes to your house and just starts pissing into the side of your pool, right? You're like, bro, get the, f what are you fucking doing? Get out of here, right? Same thing. Think of it, it's a bad analogy, we think of it the same way. You come in, like we were sitting at lunch, we, we got a poke bowl, we were sitting there, we got some drinks, and there's this lady and her husband sitting at the table next to us. She calls the waiter over. She goes, uh, does this look like Italian dressing you? And he goes, Man, we don't have Italian dressing here. She goes, well, that girl over there told me she had Italian dressing. He goes, nah, no, she didn't. We don't have Italian dressing. So then he walks away. She goes, man, come here. Is this like Italian dude? She goes, man, I told you we don't have Italian dressing. We have an Italian-ish dressing. She goes, well, doesn't look like Italian. That, that like that kind of thing. Like, yeah. eat the fucking salad, you know? It's like eating fish and saying you didn't like the fish. 
Yeah, I just always, every place I've been, and even where I live and everywhere, I'm always respectful of everybody's community and everybody's surrounding that I'm in and treat it respect. And by the way, if I ever went to a beach and enjoyed it, like to the utmost, I would make sure that beach was the way it was when I came and was the same when I left it. Everything I bring in, sure. I take out. And that's the only way to be. And if everybody was like that, but there's this mentality that because you're paying to be at a resort, you're paying to be there, that they should take care of all your fucking bullshit. And I don't buy it. I think it's just no, no, it's no, no, poor no. upbringing. It's bad manners. Dude, that's that's anywhere. It's that's just like fucking bullshit. That's the so the the cigar lounge side, right? That's when you come in and like look, there's ashtrays everywhere. Okay, they're literally called an ashtray. Right? They're designed for you to put your fucking ashes. But you have people that will come in, they sit down, and they just, you know, like it's a fucking Texas roadhouse. Knock the ash onto the floor. Right? What was that place with all the peanuts? Well, there's one in Texas Roadhouse. And oh shucks. You drop oh, and Longhorn, all that. You throw the peanuts if that's on the kind floor. Of, you know, but even those places I felt comfortable, uncomfortable. I'd always put them in Dude, something. They, because they give you a bucket for the fucking shelves. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Um, but that's what it is. That is disliked, right? I don't think, you know, you're always going to have bad albums that are like, oh, fuck you, get off my land, blah, 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 blah. But when you come in, you're genuinely curious and you just ask and you want to know. I've, I've never, I have not seen anyone be rude to anybody because you're curious, right? But when you start acting entitled, and this is anywhere, dude, anywhere. You know, you, you walk in. I think that old adage when I was talking about people bringing their own fucking cigars into a shop and not buying anything, right? Like, do you walk into a steakhouse and bring your own steak and tell the chef to cook it? Well, that's different. How? How's it different? Yeah. What makes it different? Tell me what makes nothing makes it different. Right? Someone walks in, just pulls your dick out, starts pissing off the edge of your pool. That's no different than you fucking drinking up, being an asshole, and leaving trash all over. It's the same, same disrespect that's going to happen everywhere. You can't do that. Yeah, so the mentality is don't feel entitled, you know, entitled. Make sure that you're cleaning up whatever you can be respectful of every place that you visit. And in return, I think good things come back to you, man. I think mojo is a big thing. You know, take care of everything and take care of people and be nice to people and you'll get the same in return. Right. Yeah, you'll get it you'll get a dickhead once in a while or a Karen, whatever. But you know, I'm sure you can make your way through. Yeah. That's all it is though. Um, you know, there's always gonna there's always gonna be the, 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 the hey fuck you, this is my place, you know, blah 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 blah. But you know, at the same time you can have that in St. Louis. You know. Like you, you know, I joke about St. Louis. Like everyone, you know, someone's from St. Louis, and they ask what high school you went to. Yeah. And like in St. Louis, I've realized this. You're judging someone by that answer, right? Like if someone's, oh, I went to CBC. You're like, oh shit. You're like, well, and then, like, then you go, oh, the Jays. Yeah, so I'm like, tell oh, them, I, I, you weren't allowed up in Pine Lawn or yeah. Jennings. Are like, oh, I'm, you know, it well, gets bad it for gets you, silly. right? It's I'm ridiculous. Like, no, it's like, fantastic. What are you talking about? Because they have no idea the history of Pine Lawn. Norwood Country Club or Jennings or Northland Shopping Center and River Roads, which were the two premier uh, malls, indoor malls in all of St. Louis. I mean, you're talking 
Christmas trees that were like 50 feet tall, all glad. It was just, it was amazing. Yeah. It was utterly amazing. Yeah, I was so happy to be brought up there because it was glorious. And, and back in the day, your community would um, go, like kids would go to like the hardware store and can we paint your windows, do a Christmas scene. Oh, and cross them? Yeah. yeah, do the temper paint, you do snowman, and you would present to the owner a little design like, we want to do like Frosty the Snowman or Rudolph, and we would want to paint your windows. And they would be like, yeah, yeah. And they, everybody would do it, they'd be able to judge it. Everything was so cool back then. And I, you know, there's a lot of communities that still do it. And um, I don't know. I don't know. We need to get back to that. Are we going to get back to it? I doubt it. But there are certain communities and certain good people that can set examples and help people do it. But uh, I don't know. Hopeful. Hopeful. But that was a fantastic cigar. I finally had to give it up. Yeah, that's what our coach said. I'm lighting up. I'm doing, I'm doing a Killer B next. I'm, I'm staying black label. I'm going Killer B next. Killer B? Yeah, Killer B. Where'd you get the Killer B? Was They're in the humidor. This is the Connecticut roll-off of the Green Hornet, but it's just as strong. It's a lot of fun. So we're gonna fire up another cigar. Um, I wanted there's something I wanted to ask you, and I should have fucking wrote it down, and I don't have it. I don't know. All right, well. Uh, you guys can support us a little more if you'd like for $3 a month on our Patreon, patreon.com slash craftingpuro. That's where you get the video podcast all the Patreon are watching right now. Um, and then you also get our newsletter, our collabs, everything like that. So we're very excited about what's coming up. We do have one event in the books at Lit Cigar Lounge on the 22nd of December. Come out and see us. We're trying to work one up with AP Cigar in Alton. Uh, we just got to get a date worked out for that one. Uh, but we are very, very, very excited about uh, 23. It's going to be a fun year. Um, not necessarily planning on anything coming out. Uh, there might be a blend, maybe. Uh, but at least we'll be one year closer to the return of the Moon Tower. So that'd be cool. <laughs> the Moon Tower has been great. Is that a crack in your glass? You might have a crack in your uh, glass here. No, it's the shape of the glass. I think. I think there's a crack in Anyway, I am going to choose the 22 Las Caveras. I haven't had one in quite some time because I've been overwhelmed with so many different cigars. Um, I picked this one out this morning, and then I'm going to start getting into my advent calendar. But I'm going to rock this a little bit. I did pick up here at Stanley's a couple uh, 2019 Las Caveras. Yeah, yeah. Which... I don't have it. And I'll tell you, guys, look, the only place in St. Louis, uh, probably fairly close to the Midwest, these are at least two to three-year-old Tennessee Waltz, the Tennessee State Exclusive from uh, Crownheads. They also have a secret stash of Black Label here. So just come in and ask either Jake, Barry, or Patrick if they're here. Jaden may be here, too. Ask them to go in there and grab you some Blackworks, and they will hook you up with a Van Negra. You will handle everything. Everything from uh, Salvation to Lawless, NBK, um, Green Hornet, Q, 
killer bee. It's all in the humidor. Just come down here and pick some of it up for sure. So from the Viking Mahalo guys, it's, it is great to be back. Um, it was great. We're looking forward to next week. Uh, next week's podcast will be fun. They're all fun. We don't know what we're doing yet. Right. I don't know why I say that, but it'll be fun. Got a lot more, more time to do some things next week, which will be great. So uh, from the Viking Mahalo guys, and uh, we'll catch up with you. And hey, from the Bourbon Cowboy, as always, thanks for listening in. And until next time, giddy up. You're listening to Stone Tribe on the Craft and Puro podcast. Download our brand new song, Island Time, and help us raise money for United Cerebral Palsy. 25% of our profits go to help families pay for desperately needed medical equipment and procedures. Connect with Stone Tribe at stonetribemusic.com for music and the latest Stone Tribe merch.